Chapter 10 of A Book of Fairy Tale Foxes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anthony Hind. A Book of Fairy Tale Foxes by Clifton Johnson. The Fox and the Old Cat and Dog. There was once a man and his wife who had an old cat and an old dog. One day the man, whose name was Simon, said to his wife, whose name was Susan, why should we continue to keep our old cat? She never catches any mice nowadays. I have made up my mind to drown her. But his wife said, Don't do that. I think she can still catch mice. Rubbish, Simon exclaimed. The mice might dance on her and she could never catch one. No, I will put her in a bag and drown her. Susan was very sorrowful when she heard him say that, and so was the cat, who had been sitting under the table listening to the conversation. Simon went out to the barn to get a bag, and at once the cat began to meow and look up beseechingly into the face of her mistress. This was more than Susan could bear, and she opened the door and said, "'Fly for your life, you poor beast, and get well away from here before your master returns.' The cat took her advice and ran as fast as she could into the forest, and when Simon brought his bag into the house, his wife told him that the cat had vanished. "'So much the better for her,' was Simon's comment, "'and now that she is out of the way, we must consider what to do with our old dog.' He is so nearly blind and deaf that he is worse than useless. He always barks when there is no need, and makes not a sound when he ought to bark. I think I shall have to shoot him. But the soft-hearted Susan said, Surely he is not as useless as you imagine, and remember how long and faithfully he has served us. We can very well afford to take care of him for the rest of his life. Don't be foolish, her husband responded. The courtyard might be full of thieves, and he would never know it. Besides, no thief would be afraid of him, for he has not a tooth in his head. If he has served us, he has had his food every day to pay for it. No, it's all up with him. I am going to the shed to load my gun, and then I'll take him out and shoot him. Susan was very unhappy at these words, and so was the dog, who was lying in a corner of the room and had heard everything. As soon as the man went to the shed, the old dog stood up and howled so mournfully that Susan opened the door and said, Fly for your life, you poor beast. And the dog ran off to the forest with his tail between his legs. When Simon came in, Susan said to him, "'The dog has disappeared.' "'That's lucky for him,' Simon remarked, but his wife sighed. She had been very fond of the old dog, and though she was glad he had escaped, she did not like to think of his wandering around homeless. It happened that the dog and the cat met each other in the forest. They had not been the best of friends at home, but each was glad of the other's company there in the lonely woodland. They sat down under a tree and were relating their woes to one another when a fox came along. He saw the two disconsolate creatures sitting there talking over their sad fate, and he asked them what they were grumbling about. The cat replied, I have caught no end of mice in my day, but now that I am old and past work, my master wants to drown me. As for me, the dog said, many a night have I watched and guarded my master's house, but now that I am old and deaf, he wants to shoot me. That's the way of the world, the fox commented. However, I will help you to regain your master's favour if you will first help me in my own troubles. They promised to do their best, and the fox said, The wolf has declared war against me, and is at this moment marching to fight me, supported by a bear and a wild boar. Tomorrow there will be a fierce battle between us. I haven't the least desire to do any fighting, the dog responded, but I will stand by you. Yes, and so will I, the cat said. If we are killed, it at any rate is better to die on the field of battle than to perish ignobly at home. They shook paws with the fox and concluded the bargain. Then the fox sent a message to the wolf, naming a certain place where he and the cat and dog would be on the morrow, ready for the battle. 
Early the next day the three friends set forth to encounter the fox's enemies, but the wolf, the bear, and the wild boar arrived on the spot first. When they had waited some time for the fox and his allies, the bear said, I will climb up into the great oak that grows here, and perhaps I can see them coming. Up he scrambled, and after looking around he said, Nah, there they are off in the distance, marching in this direction like a mighty army. They seem to be carrying a great sword. No, it is not a sword, but the tail of a cat. She is lame and limps on three legs, and I suppose holds her tail erect from pain. The bear and his companions laughed and jeered and made merry over the appearance of their enemies, and did not doubt that they could easily vanquish them. It was a warm day, and presently the bear said, The heat makes me sleepy. We shall have to wait here for those fellows a long time at the rate they are coming. I'm going to curl myself up into the fork of the tree and have a nap. The wolf thought he also would have a nap, and he lay down under the tree. Then the wild boar concluded to make himself comfortable by creeping into a heap of dead leaves, where he covered himself so that no portion of him was in sight except one ear. They were all asleep when the fox, the dog, and the cat arrived. Just then the boar chanced to twitch his exposed ear. The cat saw it and thought it was a mouse. Immediately she made a spring and fastened her claws and teeth into it. At this the boar leapt up in a dreadful fright, gave one loud grunt of dismay, and scampered off into the woodland. The cat was no less startled than the boar. She spit with terror and scrambled up the tree right into the face of the bear. Now it was the bear's turn to be alarmed, and with a startled growl he half jumped and half fell out of the oak. He came down on the wolf and killed him as dead as a stone. But the bear did not stop to find out how badly the wolf was hurt. He made all haste to escape into the forest. The fox had won the battle, and he said to his companions, You can now return to your old home, and I will go with you and try to make you welcome. On the way he caught a score of mice. When he and the cat and the dog reached Simon's cottage, he laid the mice down beside the door and said to the cat, Take in one mouse after another and lay them down before your master. I will do whatever you tell me to do, the cat agreed. It was just after sundown the day's work was done, and Simon and his wife were sitting at the fireside. The cat brought in the twenty mice, one at a time, and laid them at the man's feet. Then Susan said to her husband, "'Just look, here is our cat back again, and see what a lot of mice she's caught.' "'Wonders will never cease,' Simon exclaimed. "'I certainly thought the old cat would never catch another mouse.' "'Well,' Susan remarked, "'I always said our cat was a most excellent creature, but you men think you know best.' Meanwhile, the fox said to the dog, "'Your master has recently killed a pig. When the night gets a little darker, you must go into the courtyard and bark with all your might, just as if the pork were being stolen.' "'All right,' the dog said, and after he had waited about half an hour, he went into the courtyard and began to bark loudly. "'Our dog must have come back,' Susan said to her husband, "'for I hear him barking. Do go out and see what is the matter. Perhaps thieves are stealing our sausages.' But Simon said, "'That foolish beast is as deaf as a post and is always barking at nothing.' and he would not go out to investigate. The next morning Susan got up early to get ready to go to church in a neighbouring town, and she thought she would take some sausages to her aunt who lived there. But when she went to her larder she found a great hole in the floor, and all the sausages were gone. "'Simon!' she called to her husband. "'Thieves have been here last night, and they've not left a single sausage. You see, I was perfectly right about the warning our old dog gave us. No, oh, if you'd only gone out when I asked you to!' Simon scratched his head and said, I can't understand this thing. I did not think it possible that the old dog was so quick at hearing. Ah, Susan said, I've told you again and again that our dog was the best dog in the world, but as usual you thought you knew better than I did. Why is it the men are so unreasonable? After that the cat and the dog were restored to favour. They were satisfied, and Simon and Susan were satisfied, and so was the fox, for he had carried away the sausages. 
End of chapter 10